Especially at the bars, like no one actually comes up and approach someone. They just stare and they stare. That's my, like, biggest, that's like, my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> like they stare. They're stupid. But they're like just. But I think it's like more the fear of like getting rejected. like yeah rejected, and you're but, like, damn, I look stupid. But isn't that? But do you approach the them? Huh? Well, to be honest, I'm a stare. Okay. I, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm like, hey. Hey doll, it's the Gaily Dose, a group of gay men who have fun, elevated conversation to build a deeper sense of community in our gay world. Check us out at thegailydose.com or at the Gaily Dose Pod on all social media. Girl, you better come get your Gaily Dose. Hey dolls, welcome to the Gaily Dose. This is Helmut Lucero Domagolski. My name is Jake Jones. Hey, what's going on? It's Zach. As always, it's Dante Adonis Rose. Hi, this is Daniel Martini. And today, dolls, this episode is brought to you by AHF, where you can find all of your gay healthcare needs, regardless of your ability to pay. Find them at ahf.org. And if you're interested in sponsoring the Gaily Dose, you can reach out to us at marketing at thegailydose.com. That is marketing at thegailydose.com. Thank you so much, dolls. We are so excited today. We're going to be talking about a little bit of a dose of dating. We have our very first guest of the Gaily Dose this season on. We're so excited. Charles is coming up. But I'm going to ask you dolls first off, what's been going on? What's the tea? What's what's new in your lives? I think we've all been working hard. You and I, Dante. We're all hours and asses. hours in the restaurant industry. We have worked our asses, our brown asses, asses off. off. Right off. 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 Not a right off, honey. Right off. <laughs> <laughs> taxes are coming up. I'm about to fall though, so. Oh, yeah, taxes. That's not going to be cool. Yeah. Um, I have an update for my kids. Let's oh. see. Oh. Day, yeah. Youngest daughter has a snake. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't like snakes. Thank you. I saw it on your Instagram. Middle okay. daughter, we got her a dress for the prom. She pre-ordered it. Yeah. Oh, she's ready. It's going to stun. Yes. Wow, you. the prom. Oldest daughter, okay, she's not, she's been hard. She's been in Germany. Germany. She's been, she's been an au pair. And she, um. First au pair. She no. finally found, like, oh, she's like au pair. That's oh. It's a position. It's a position. It's where you're like a babysitter, but like, <laughs> yeah. not here. <laughs> I've never heard of and it either. she is, she's been having trouble making friends. Okay. Like finding people, and she's found like her little, first little niche. Her, her little groove. That's so cute. Sorry. That's my little update. So. Well, we miss you, Esther. Yes. Aww. We do. Oh, we do, actually. I actually do miss her Come a lot, back to so. us. <laughs> well, we're about to give you some fun, so here we go. Ooh, girl, turn that down. Queer Events is on. All right, dolls. Welcome to one of my favorite segments, Queer Events. This segment is brought to you in part by Joining Hearts, committed to making a difference in Atlanta. Join the fight and join the family at joininghearts.org. All right, y'all, let's jump right into this week's Queerant events. My first one being so freaking sad. It's truly. Terry Manfred Mugler and Andre Leontale have both died. Dead? Dead. So if the dolls don't know, can you give a little backstory about who these two Please. fashion pioneers are? Backstory, backstory would be an understatement to what their lives have been. I mean, Terry Manfred and Mugler are one of them. He came around shortly after the 70s, going into the 80s. He broke a lot of big norms that were in fashion at the moment, two of them being minimalism and boxiness. He went for tighter silhouettes. He loved to accentuate the woman's body, very dramatic shoulders. And he was made iconic by a lot of the women who were his pieces. Ivana Trump, who is everything, not Ivanka, Ivana, the first wife. Um, you had Grace Jones, who was caught wearing some of his stuff, and he did a lot of cute, stylized things that are now being redone by some of the greats like Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, and most famously and most recently, Kim Kardashian Kim at the Met Gala. Kardashian West, the Met Gala. The, the wet look. Yes. will never forget a day in my life. And her name was, it was inspired by a 1950s uh, black and white film, uh, Rochelle Rokesh. Something like that, child. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. Uh -huh. Gave the tiniest waist I've ever seen. Zach. She no. was corseted. I mean, they had 14. <laughs> Wait, this challenge on TikTok, bringing it in, that's the I wet saw look. you. I, uh, I don't want to talk about it. I saw you do it. that. I saw you do that. Expose him. You, Expose him. Look, Expose him. But it gave yeah. a little bit of waist, girl. Um, but no, he really just was an icon because also with all that, he was also gay. And like, he really? was very proudly gay at a time when like everyone wasn't. And he's always been a champion for people just being themselves and being unique and a champion about the body. Being a work of art and him being an architect behind it. Um, and 
Mugler has been bigger now than it's ever been in my opinion. Like yeah. all these bodysuits that are out, Absolutely. every Dua Lipa is like the only one getting shipped to Mugler right 100%. now. And she's no, at the tippy top. Cardi B too. Cardi she B. is, but Her like pop culture and especially mm-hmm. the black community really embraced Mugler because they had all of like Mugler from an haute couture in, in Paris. Absolutely. Kind of really crossed over to mainstream hip hop. Yeah. And it was yeah. the big uh, puffy jackets, the Montclair jackets, mm-hmm. the, they, they, they made billions off of their tennis shoes. Yeah. So yeah. he really set the game on fire to be able to cross over from Oka Tour, which is a super private label, to mainstream. And you know, talking about the greats, Andrea Antali. Oh, so Historically. Sad. For anyone listening, he was someone that as a black young gay boy growing up in America, he was someone that I could look up to and see easily. He was feminine, embraced it, very gay, didn't hide it, and was embraced by the mass media. In 1985, he joined Vogue as the first black male to be the fashion fashion press, fashion news director. And later in 1988, took over Anna Winters' mission to be creative director for the magazine. And what a huge accomplishment. Literally, in the 80s. And well-deserved, too, because he had such an eye for fashion and how to pull all of these different eclectic looks together yeah. and really make it mainstream. And I can tell how much you admire him because you radiate his energy so much. He had such a clear energy that was so outstanding in its own lane and he is absolutely somebody He's to He's the role model to me. And any room he walks into, he has that presence and that's something I one day hope to have. One day I'll walk no, Baby, room, you no. give it. So just keep leading it. You okay. know that? Well, and, and lastly, fashion is super serious and Andre had this super light, funny approach to it with the models, mm-hmm. with the designers, and it was, I don't know, he made it for like the commoner to like really kind of get a taste of that, um, of that fantasy. It was magical. Mm-hmm. And you know, talking about magic, things that maybe not be so magical, let's talk about some of these bands in tennis lately. What's going on, child? With the bands? Yes. Are we talking about Novak Djokovic for the Australian Open? It, I, I heard some stories. I oh, need to get into Oh my it. goodness, dolls. So Novak Djokovic is the number one player in the world. He was the reigning Australian champion last year. He is going for title number 27. He's at 26 right now. Child, what is that? Talented lad. Uh, uh, 27 <laughs> grand slams. Oh. He has 26 right now. He Four. is tied with the three greats. He has got Rafael Nadal, <laughs> Roger Federer, and Novak Djokovic are all tied at 26. So uh, Federer and Nadal have had some major health problems and Djokovic has stayed super consistent Mm -hmm. throughout his career (laughs) and really kind of coming into his stride. Um, But the premise of it was that Australia uh, has implemented a a ban on uh, travel if you are unvaccinated. The tournament Mm -hmm. specifically states that you have to be vaccinated in order to play in the tournament. Not only to get in Australia, but to be uh, a contender for the Australian Open. He said no. And well, so he tried to get around it with this loophole that he was going to be medically exempt from. What the hell does that mean? It means that he was Whatever medically exempt. <laughs> he tried to do religious beliefs and then that didn't pass. And then he tried to do medical, um, medical exemption because of some of the medication that he was on prior that would conflict with the vaccine. Got called out. Australia deported him. Deported. Yeah. Deported him. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They took his oh! yeah. They took his visa away. He had to be quarantined for ten days. Back to Serbia he went. But this is taking him out of the game in some of his most prime years, right? Like yeah. he only has There's a only few, four grand sales. He only has a few years left of his prime. He can't right? go before back to Australia before, before he's at this expected retire date. But it's this ongoing question of like, what do you do? Are we making people get vaccinated in kinda, order to compete well, kinda, in their you know, Supreme Court, much. Supreme Court a few weeks ago set precedent. They said that private businesses or was it the government? They either either way they made precedent that some organizations cannot enforce the laws that their employees have to get vaccinated. I think it was private organizations, public. So now a lot of private companies are taking that precedent and running with it. Like I think Starbucks might be one of them, but a lot of these bigger companies are now like rolling back their vaccine mandate. So it could be the way that the tides are turning. But but, but as a professional athlete, you know, I mean, he has his health is at an all time high. I don't think anyone is healthier than he is. But rules are the rules, and he doesn't have to go to Australia and play in the Grand Slam. But I mean. Is that a little overstep for, you know, Australian government to where like you cannot come to Australia 
the continent in order if you were double vaccinated so i mean we know australia has been one of the strictest and it's always going to be about playing with free will when we have this conversation about the vaccines and whether or not it's mandated and talking about speculation and, and talking about really wild is this thing that's come out in the news this week about michael phelps and caitlin jenner tell me about it no yeah staying in the sports realm absolutely so leah thomas who is a openly trans swimmer is getting a lot of spotlight from um, statements from michael phelps and also caitlin jenner all about whether or not she should be able to compete in the gender that she identifies is. as and is. is. So Caitlyn Jenner went publicly and said, biological boys should not be able to compete as a woman, which to me, completely wild that that is coming from a trans woman. But we also have Michael Phelps commenting- gold medalist trans woman that won a triathlon in the 96 correct. Olympics. Correct, keep going if you'd like. And also, an another highly awarded man, Michael Phelps, wanted to speak on it, and he said, I do believe it needs to be an even playing field, but he said, this is a very tricky scenario, which I completely agree. This is a hot topic right now. This has been brought up in history before. Do How do we feel about trans people competing in the gender that they identify? I don't even think that this is a question. I don't know why it is a question. I hate that this is being brought up into the world that it is. Like, we are living in a time where people are who they are, and I'm tired of society placing boundaries and barriers on how much of something you are. If you're a woman, you're a woman. If you want to play in a sport because you are born male, you I don't care. Like, you're a woman now. I don't care what you were. I'm not letting your past define your future. You may be a little bit stronger. Who cares? People have privilege. Privilege exists in the world whether you're in. Life is not fair. It I is think the God-honest truth. I because I don't know, like I feel like it's very invalidating to say like you've went through all this transitioning, had money on all these surgeries, you're going through these different treatments and therapy. Oh, but you're a boy. I think it gets it's so, so tricky, and I think it gets so sticky because you then look as a spectator and say, is this fair when somebody who may have what they a were born a biological advantage. advantage in the sport, depending especially on especially in swimming, depending on when they transitioned, depending on where they're at physically, it's extremely the difficult. People I, have privileges. Privileges exist. You're talking up. They can say the thing for academics, for any, for sports. People have financial privilege. Yeah. They cannot get around. Have you not seen the movie King Richard? They broke barriers to get where they wanted to go, but okay, no one. Don't even bring Serena and Venus. This ain't got shit to do. This has people. People have privilege and it exists. It's about how you use it and how it's done. Okay. I don't mind us saying like, oh, da 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 this or da da da. But anyway, they're women or they are men, and that's how they are presenting in this world, and that's how I want to want them to be respected. I have a totally different opinion. I, I I do not think at all that it is about your privilege. I think that as a biological male, you have certain advantages biologically. Men are stronger. That is a fact. He is breaking records that Olympic, and he's in college. She is in college. She, Leah. she, she is in college, yes. and she is breaking Olympic records in the women's sports because she's a woman. I'm sorry, she you is not a woman. woman. Yes, she, she is a woman. Okay, she identifies as a woman because now. she is a woman. You guys can sit there and clutch your pearls all day long. This clutch is the fact. This is the fact, and I didn't want to mince my words right now. If you are, if you, if you are a transgender athlete, you are taking away from the women that have trained their life. Okay, if Serena Williams hopped into the men's game, it, she would not stand a chance. So you keep on you, saying that's it. not necessarily okay, true. Okay, hold on. I let you're, you finish. Wait, wait, hold on. I let you finish. So please uh, respect, reclaiming my time. I'm in the zone today, honey. Get oh, it to I'm the zone. And we're waiting. Um, so I will say this. So if a if 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 a if if Serena transitioned into a male and played the male sports, she wouldn't stand a chance because everyone knows that the males serve faster, they move quicker, they're stronger, they hit harder. So yes, it should be an even playing field for both parties, but it is not. Men are biologically stronger, they're faster, and anyone who has ever trained as an athlete their whole entire life to see someone come up in the game and go, hey, you know what? And, and, and also good for her. What's her name? What's the athlete's Leah name? Leah Thomas. Good for Leah Thomas. I'm proud of her and I respect her journey. But this is not about her specifically this is about what is right and what is wrong and what is fair and if you have got a man swimming a biological born male i know that she is identifies as female she male. is a girl shout yeah. out to leah um but i don't think that she should be in there i don't think that they should do it with softball tennis we i think it's a very slippery slope we obviously have disagreeing opinions which is why this I'm is a she very has a, she has a point we, we, which is why this is such I a heated topic this is such a heated topic 
To keep the heat going into hot Atlanta, we have to talk about what happened just the other night. A local uh, lunatics. Girl. Local <laughs> bar. <laughs> local <laughs> Luna. Gunshots everywhere. Blazing up the sky. That's an understatement. And I bitch. am telling you, if you guys follow ATL Scoop, not sure if you do, some of the videos that were posted on there. Scary. Feels Girl, like a, it, it was like a, man, it desert like a, storm. Okay. It, it, say it, it felt like a third world country. And no, it birth. felt like a terrorist attack. It Girl, felt like a third world country in there. So last night at Local Luna, well, I call it Local Luna Ticks now, was nothing. <laughs> the lease was revoked, so it's nothing now. But there was a dispute that apparently started inside this restaurant, child. Guns started popping, poop, poop, pow, pow, right? So the restaurant clears out. People are running into the parking lot. Running. These motherfuckers weren't done. They started shooting in the parking lot, girl. They're in between in a court. Pop, pop, pop. Cars, so cars. inside the restaurant and, and they shot outside, outside the restaurant. But it gets worse. People are ducking, diving. Cars are speeding and turning. <laughs> Bitch, after this is done at the restaurant, these motherfuckers drive a mile and a half down the road and go to the BP. Shoot that up, too? Shout out, someone died at BP though. Oh, rest in peace. Oh, God. <laughs> rest in peace. Oh. How many casualties at local one? None. I don't know how. Oh. Have you seen the video? Did you see the car? They it were, had like eight bullet holes in it. At Crazy. least. There was, girl, you need to watch it. I cannot stress how many gunshots were fired. It was not a drive by, it was a drive through, girl. Yeah. It was wild. But so wild. Safe. So wild we had to mention it. You guys, babies, this was crazy. Hope we went while they were open because they're closed. Complete. Uh, local Luna? Release revoked. Terminated. They released a statement. Okay. Gone. Okay, so Dissolved. fun fact I used to work at Local Luna a, a long time ago. Those people have these crazy opinions. I I'm see that. No, uh, no, no, nothing crazy about these opinions. But Local Luna, shout out to Local Luna. It was always a super shout fun spot, especially. Oh, oh, that was a wrong choice of wording, huh? Okay, shout out. <laughs> see what I did Shoot him out. Shout out. Uh, I would like to give a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, a hand to Loca Luna, but um, I hope everyone in there is safe. And um, on that note, thank you for coming to Queer Events. We know it took some time, but we got your human heart on. All right, it is time for the human heart on beep, beep, with beep. my buddy Jake. Your baby, Jake. <laughs> my baby. <laughs> and actually, this is one of my newer hard-ons, even though she's been around for forever. It is Dolly Parton. Are you being for real about yeah. newer hard-on? I literally I fell in love with Dolly Parton because of Dumplin', which came out like three years ago. Crazy. Couldn't even reference what that movie is. He had to tell me in the preempt <laughs> of this. For me, I fell in love with Miss Dolly when she was Hannah Montana's grandmother. So Wait, what? I fell in love at a young age when I was fucking <laughs> with Miley Cyrus. And I gotta be honest with you, Dolly Parton is actually Miley Cyrus's godmother. So how beautiful is that? She is. But let's let's be honest. The accolades that we're giving her are nothing yet. She is a country music phenomenon. She has written so many hit singles. She for herself and others. Others. Whitney, Whitney Houston. I Will Always Love You, which is maybe one of the biggest songs on earth. Absolutely. Her accolades are phenomenal. She loves human beings. Yep. She's given to the community. Like no other person in the spotlight her age that I can speak to right now. Yeah. Like, tell me some of the most recent things that she's done. So one of the first, so I actually went to go see the Broadway musical 9 to 5. And in that show, there's a, there's a character that is her, Jolene. I think, I think her name's Jo, no, I don't, maybe her name is not Jolene. That's one of her songs. But anyway, the, in the musical, she talks about like, everybody judges me for my big breasts and how I'm showing off. And, and for the longest time, <laughs> And for the longest time, I was one of those people where I was like, I'm just judging her based on her looks, her appearance. She's very, like, she came, she does come across as, like, cheap and, and all into herself. But I feel like the more, the reason I love Dolly Parton is because the more I get to learn about her, the more I fall in love with her. She um, gives, she gave a million dollars for the vaccine research. She was one of, like, the very first yeah. big donations yeah. into the research that goes into vaccines. Yeah. Um, she, she, she essentially said, Said like, gay people should get married. Women, you know, women should excel. And we're talking about a pop, sorry, a country icon in the country community, right? You know, this is rural America, so and she's speaking, and classic country, classic not just like country. new country. She's speaking to rural America, right? Dudes rolling in Chevy Silver. Exactly. Do you hear me? So and like, she's the one who literally came out. They, like, she was asked, "Do you think uh, Black Lives Matter?" She said. 
hell yeah, they She's matter. like, it's disgusting that that's even a even question. Even a question. How about that? So I think that's why I love her. She gave to, oh. she gave to um, when the Smokies were burning up from the, the, from the wildfires. She's a philanthropist. I put her almost in the same category as Betty White, where she just loves people. She, she puts her money where her mouth is, and that's why she is this week's human heart on. Miss Dolly, we love you to pieces. Let's zoom into that doll and double click. Hey dolls, so today on the double click, I wanna talk a little bit about another really important way that we can, back to our little analogy of upgrading our software. We talked a little bit about our parents, we talked about religion, and today I really wanna talk about our friends. So friendships are really, really important, and I've found them to be especially important in the queer world, but I think it's just as important in the straight world. As you think about upgrading your software, learning new things, the friends or the company you keep, as old as the adage is, they really, really are an important piece of your journey. And I would say one of the things I've noticed about the gay world is that it's really, really difficult sometimes to find friends within the gay community. I hear the lesbians say very similar things. And for whatever reason, um, that's true. I think we know with the attraction that we may have for another individual. Finding really good friends that are purely your friends are gold. But once you find them, I think one of the things we need to be open to is that we are in a place and in a part of society that allows us to continue to grow, continue to grow, and potentially those friends may need to, you may outgrow them and you may need to find other friends. As you think about your life and the software upgrades you might be making, it's okay for some friends not to continue on the journey with you. And that's one of the harder things that I find, particularly in this COVID time, a lot of people are asking themselves, is it okay if I'm growing past this person? Is it okay if I am, need to move on? It's always okay to do that. And I think we need to be more and more comfortable as adults doing that kind of thing. I'm gonna share with you something very personally, dolls. For me, I've had actually a hard time this holiday season. For various reasons, I've just felt sometimes a little bit sadder than usual. And what has been wonderful and amazing are the wonderful friends that I have in my life that keep me going. Now, don't get me wrong, family are wonderful, but sometimes friends can be exactly the kind of software upgrade that you need in your life. And I found beautiful new friends, and I encourage you to think about the friends that you have, the friends that you wanna keep, and don't be ashamed to choose you on the journey of your own evolution. You know what I've also found to be true is having varied friends changing up the types of friends that you choose. So yes, you need to have gay friends, and that's wonderful, but do you have straight friends? Do you have friends of different parts of the rainbow? Do you have friends of different ages? Do you have friends that are younger than you? Um, what is the diversity in your friendship group? This is another really important piece of mental health and also upgrading your software. You get to choose exactly how diverse you want the group to be. And by choosing a very diverse group of friends, I promise you, you're gonna find that your own software is upgraded through that, period. Because you've chosen to be around different people, they're gonna make you think differently and appreciate things differently. That's one of the core pillars of what we've done here on The Gaily Dose. By not only having gay men together, but pulling in our lesbian sisters and our trans brothers and sisters, we're really trying to model for all of you that this is an important aspect to our experience. And with our straight friends alongside us, the more variety of friendships that we have in our life, the more and more luscious and valuable your life journey is going to be. And I would hate for you to not take the opportunity for the everyday adventure that we have in coronavirus or in any other time is in the adventure of meeting different and diverse people whose software you are going to learn from. Have you heard of AHF? AHF is a global nonprofit that provides cutting edge medicine and advocacy to people everywhere. Regardless of your socioeconomic standing, they provide services that help our community, such as free STD testing. With your support, 96 cents of every dollar earned at their pharmacy goes towards helping HIV and AIDS medical services everywhere. If you want to find out more, go to ahf.org or hivcare.org today. A dose of dating. 
right, dolls. So today we're going to talk a little bit about dating, but we're going to do so with our very first guest, Charles Chocolata Potterville. Hi. Yes. I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's gonna be good. Finally, so excited. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I really do appreciate it. Chocolata Potterville, just so our dolls can find you on all socials and everything. Chocolata Potterville. Yeah, so Chocolata Potterville is the last name. Hella long. It's 15 letters, the whole damn alphabet. I live. Like, girl. I thought Schneider was hard. You know what's funny? My last name actually doesn't fit on a Scantron. Oh my god, yeah. 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 The it doesn't fit on the skin. You, you have to eat the and, extra and, bubbles? No, it doesn't. Like, the last name, it cuts <laughs> off. And my first name, because you know how they do last name, comma, first name? Uh-huh. The first name yeah. doesn't even make an appearance. It's chocolate. It's just chocolate. <laughs> like, right, girl. Oh, God, I'm like, the best friend school is And I got the one. So it's like, yeah, you got to learn those names. You got to run with them, right? If you had a sibling in the same class, you're fucked. Well, yeah. Sure. Like, wait, well, I have five brothers and one oh, sister. Wow. Yeah, so I have a huge family. Oh, cool. your last name. I know. My mom was trying to keep going. I was like, girl, stop. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Are you the youngest one? No, I'm the third oldest. Third so oldest. I have two. I have an older brother and an older sister, and then I have four younger brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. What's your background? Uh, so my parents are Indian. Okay. Yeah, and then I was raised in Snowville. Okay. So, like, down the world. I grew up okay. down the road. <laughs> but now I live in Buckhead. What high so it's school? cute. I went to Shiloh. I went to South Carolina. Yeah. Shiloh. Rival. Awesome. Did you, have you, did you come out young or? Yeah, uh, I would say when I came out officially, I was in 10th grade. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit, that was young. Yeah. Okay. My parents took it really hard, and they yes. still are. Oh. Still? Yeah. The only gay? Do you bring uh, boyfriends to your. No, no, no boyfriends, no, no, no boyfriends. Well, I guess just tune in to our conversation about dating. <laughs> about, yeah, they were yeah. Like, oh, okay. so, un- yeah. But unaffirming Stay family. <laughs> what was that? But unaffirming family, so they're not like, yeah, hey, bro, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, we're same, so cool same, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just like glaze so. over it and smile. Yeah. Hi, hon. Well, you know, like, we all have those different differences about it. Yeah, so. definitely. So speaking about dating, right? Yes. So we're going to talk about dating today, and I was going to ask you dolls up front, like, what, like, what do you find is unique or different about our experience being men? Just straight up, like you've got two men who want to date, like why is it particularly different compared to like women and men or women and women? What do you guys think? You know, we just recorded the episode with um, our trans friends yesterday. Yeah. And the biggest difference that we felt, I felt um, when it came to dating was like there are no social norms like there are in the straight world, right? Um, you, you're not courted like you would be, like mm-hmm. if, a, you know, it, the, the straight men would go out of their way to plan a date or plan something that you would like or plan a meal. I don't a think meal. that's true. I think, no? I think, no, I think you have like roles that people play. I you think know? you can choose to. I think that you can choose but to. But it's kind of like, play. it's kind of no man's land. Yeah, yeah. yeah, who's the, who's I the, mean, it's not a, who's responsible It's though. not a standoff of like, who's going to like, you know, open the door first, you know, it's like, you know. I don't know, but, I think, I, I mean, I'm going to open the door first. But you're gonna pay for the bill. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it's just different because um, part of the reason why is like people are taught to date as heterosexuals right. throughout their like childhood right. and like early adolescence, whereas like gay people are struggling with their sexuality. So like they kind of ignore all of it. So like when we become adults, we teach ourselves how to date. Really, we are like this is how I mm-hmm. would plan a date, and then it's like you build up the courage to even think about it before like other people straight. So they spend their entire life nine to 18 years old experimenting with all that shit already. So by the time they get to college, the chivalry, the ideation, the romanticism is already like built into them. We're still finding all that out until like our late 20s. Yeah, yeah. And I actually follow um, a middle school teacher on Instagram and he's talking about how um, his kids, he'll see them dating and it'll essentially be like they avoid each other and then every once in a while they'll go and like take a picture with each other and then as soon as they take the picture they'll like peck and run away. You know what I mean? Like, it's like gays out of box. Well, they'll yeah. be very successful. <laughs> Right, exactly. No, no, but Gates of the in Atlanta, perfect. But, but what I'm saying is, we don't, have those, we don't have those awkward years like we, like like you normally would in high school. Well, you know we do. I mean? We just have them later. Later. That's why yeah. like all of us yeah. struggle to find dates. Like you talk to any gay man anywhere, yeah. and always like one common thread you find is that dating continues to be a struggle. Those are the ones who get lucky. Like, I've been with my partner for 38 years. It went great for you. No one else fell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think? Well, no, I was thinking like when we were, especially at the bars, like no one actually comes up and approach someone. They just stare. And they stare. That's my, and biggest, like, that's my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> they're like, they stare. They're literally, stupid. But they're like, too scared. but I think it's like more the fear of like getting Reject. like, ter- yeah, rejected. And you're but, like, damn, I look stupid. But isn't that? But did you approach the- them? Huh? Well, to be honest, I'm a stirrer. Okay. I, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, hey. Here, here, here. 
that's part of the contract that's missing. So like, I, yeah. I feel like there's this element, like in male female world, like man's like, hey, what do you yeah. think? Girl's like, oh, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. And the, if the woman wants the man, she's gonna, you know, manipulate the situation so he's suddenly with her. Right? But once again, it goes back to middle school. What do they do at the high, at the middle school that's dance? That's when they're learning. They just yeah. looked at each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we still do that, like I mean, as I, adult I, games. I don't do that. If I want it, I see it, I go, and I. Well, you're in the minority. You're in the minority. But you've accepted. That, I don't think that's aggressive though, but that beats no. them. No, I don't think it's sitting aggressive. Sitting there staring at someone all night. I agree. And then I hitting know, them up true. on Instagram or Facebook mm -hmm. and being like, okay, you have had the whole night to come and approach me. Mm -hmm. And then, or when they send their friend over, like, hey, my friend oh, likes you. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, okay. No. Well, tell your friend to grow a set of balls, <laughs> balls, <laughs> testes, and you come over here. You're not you talking to me. You know, well, I mean, at that point, like, what is it? I'm under a different school of thought that people are people, and I'm never going to fault you for the, like, the things that society's put on you. Like, you don't know how to flirt with me because society's taught you that. Bullshit. It's, like, it's not that you don't have balls. You don't know what you're doing. So if your what friend you know what you're doing? If your friend you watched the Megan Ryan movie, she'll shut up. With his friend, I'm you like, my mail. friend's interested. I'm like, let me buy both of you a drink. He has a great friend, a great support system. He's probably just shy. I can be a town six four. I'm loud, feminine, all the things. I might be a lot to approach. So, but so what we talked about this yesterday, where you don't know if you're hanging out with another guy friend. You don't know if they're together. You know, it's really easy to see. That's if, another if, thing, if, right? That's, that's so couple. true. Yeah, but that that's true, but that, that happens it's all the time. Are y'all friends? Are y'all Judy's? Are both roommates? Right. But even once you are dating, are y'all really dating? What are you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all are open. Oh, oh. Yeah. So this is another part of it. So I think there's an element, I wonder if there's an element, we're raised as men to like be conquerors, to go like, there's like a, like a grab it, get it, win it, next game. You want it? Right? You got Keep, it. Like a yeah, Nate like, thing inside yeah, of us. So like yeah. You kind of okay. like, do we tire quickly? Right. I see gays tire quickly in relationships. You know, they like, grab that guy, took the date, got what they wanted. Ooh, bye. One out. thing I had to ask myself last year was I was like, why am I single? Emotions? Because I have like a very active dating life and a very active sex life. But I was like, I dealt with like a lot of insecurities before that happened. Like I felt overweight or I felt like I was too much or da 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 da. So I would avoid dating. And then like once I started dating, I've noticed that I will like, pivot to situations that I feel like were once unattainable, I will engage it and then mm. I will drop it once I've done it because it's almost like an inner struggle with myself. Like, this is where I really want it to be. So now that I've got mm. it, let's see how many how many times. I've done this over and over again. It sounds like I've burnt through my dating pool. Yeah. You know? Well, that's a part too. Like, I could say that this end, 45, right? I look at it and I kind of also go like, I don't see men strategically date. I feel like I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. women, and I could be wrong again, but women who give me advice are always like, What's your list? What are you looking for? Like, have you found oh, that you in your life? Oh, do you want me to tell you what your list is? I think it'd be wrong. Not all of those. But no. This, and then it's like this. when gays like figure it out, it's like later in life, you know? Oh, I'm looking no, around no. going like, where's my, like, no, whoa. No, I feel like gays have a list. We're just desperate. There's really? a list though. No, that's no, 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 no. Listen, no. listen, no, 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 that no. is so not true. I have had very successful relationships for long periods of time. I think that you do tire, you know, after a certain point, because there is this, weird like pressure not even pressure but like when when I was dating my ex-boyfriend it was always we would get these questions from other gay men we would go out to the bars and it would be like are you guys open and it's like no mm -hmm. we're monogamous they'd be like really you're monogamous How? what are you why <laughs> you're like a unicorn why? yeah I'm like why they're like I'm like well because we keep our dick in our pants and we we genuinely like each well, other well they have nothing wrong like, with being open not. they're like but we don't don't open shame it. I'm not speaking on them I'm speaking on me Period. Oh. Um, Pure on a grande. Pure on a grande. I swore to myself. Donnie's been saying that Pure on a grande shit all day today. It's tea. Um, but I do think that there is a level of expectation once you hit year three and you're not having mm -hmm. sex as much and you're not being as communicative and you're not making those special efforts that you once did prior to the relationship, you know, really in its kind of fruition, you kind of get to the end and you're like, you know, they want, you know, they want to explore other things. You might want to be, you know, want to explore other things. I think and that's it's, normal. It's a, I think that's normal. Straight but people but, do also grow through their relationships. Yeah. Right. right. But, it, but, but the, sh the straight people, I feel like, blanket it under a child or a mm. mortgage. And that way, you're not so much thinking about when the next dick pic or hookup is coming in. But you've, I mean, you've got real responsibilities when you've got, you know, a nine-month-old. Yeah. 
I was reading an article today about this actually. It was doing. They did a study. I forget which organization it was, so I can't cite this. Oh, source. she comes with facts. But they Ooh. did a study that said that a lot of people in life date for what they're attracted to physically and then get upset when they get into a relationship because it's the first thing to fizzle out. They say that you have more successful relationships, you find people that you have real things in common with because 70% of your romantic relationship is platonic. What did, what did Todrick say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find a, find a, not a boyfriend, but a friend boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but that's so true. You have to find your best friend in life. If your idea behind the relationship is spend the rest of your life with that person, yeah. you can't expect... And, and, and I definitely agree with that because I feel like uh, nowadays, what, how are we dating? We're looking at people's pictures and we're swiping left and right depending right. on a but that's picture. Where go back to, that's where I go back to like the like what qualities you're looking for. Right. Is it I'm looking for my Instagram boyfriend right. who looks the right way with me on a you right. know like looks looks right with me on my social media. Okay, that's cute, but actually we don't have shared interests or we don't get along. So there's there's this whole process of like really choosing the right criteria or choosing just because they're like really fun and bad. Great wonderful mm -hmm. that's not going to be enough to sustain you till you're you know what i also high. see i also see people um trying to climb the social ladder because they have better and more popular friends oh with the boyfriend oh what has to do with the boyfriend because they date people that have a bigger social network but then you know i also don't know i kind of but agree then as soon as you break okay. up with them you I got the whole that. squad against you but yeah. i agree with that being okay that's because true. dating someone you're dating their entire life you might want to date someone for the beauty in their life we can't say that you can do abs you can have money that I, but then it's like your friends are off limits why is that off that's limits? True. that's a part of who you are you're not wrong that's my that's be that might be what makes you more attractive well, I'm, I'm okay with that if you think my friends are that amazing that you'd like to be associated with them through dating me there's nothing negative about that unless i see only reason why unless that could be a part of the package i mean and that's fine if we're open it wouldn't be behind my back i might be sitting in the corner of the room who knows <laughs> not this no I, <laughs> not, this. not this no but i agree i i feel like i feel like honestly like when you're dating someone i feel like when especially when you're on the apps you like swipe right or left mm -hmm. how how long are you actually having the conversations before you actually say let's go on a date is it only a day or two or are you actually talking to them for a long period of time because then that's why i feel like it fizzles out because you're not really having really complex yeah. conversations with the person it just it's yeah. kind of like hey what what are you doing it's like what's your favorite color it's like very basic yeah. thing <laughs> what's your like yeah bitch it's, there's more than that right. because like you want to be able to sit down and like kiki with someone and yeah. have like general conversations versus like sitting there bored or yeah. wanting to hang out with friends i have a boyfriend know? now but i feel like before like as i was getting used to dating using an app the sooner I would, the sooner I met with somebody, the more comfortable and the more we can have a deeper conversation. Okay, so I was, yeah. that's exactly what I was gonna yeah. say. My, not that I use Grinder often, but when I do, it, I take it off of Grinder. I get it on uh, FaceTime, and then we go from there. And, Face, and they yeah. can't even deal. I FaceTime them. I'm like, hey, what's up? They're like, uh, 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 uh. I'm like. Come into the frame, bro. But I think I don't want to see a big into the motherfucking frame and let me see. So these are all like these are all like interesting, right? So we have different we yeah. have different goals, yes. right? Than the straight community, right? Yes. We are also two men, right? We go in with our different kind of biases. Mm -hmm. We've got the apps to play. Like it is a wonderland of right. challenges. Wonderland. I know. But at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day, it's ours to figure out and map out. And I will say this: having this kind of a conversation makes me feel so much better. Like just talking about it with you all and thinking through, no, yeah. and thinking through it and kind of challenging yeah. one another's thoughts about it. And also like realizing that other people are going through a lot of the same things that you're going through. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. are not alone by Michael Jackson. For sure. <laughs> I will also say though, um, talk to some lesbians. They have some good dating advice. What, well, they're telling me to get you all? Is that a... Oh, 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 oh. What'd you say? I didn't, I didn't, is that a plug to the, uh, the Gaily Doses spin-off? Okay. <laughs> Check out the dash. They got the U-Haul nearest you phone number. I cannot. You preserve them overnight now. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, it's Zach. My personal friends Shelly and Gary Elliott are huge allies and supporters of the Gailey Dose. They're also the primo real estate agents in luxurious Hilton Head. Whether you're looking for a primary or investment home, they are the team for you. Check them out at Elliott.realestate. That's Elliott, two T's, two L's, or call them at 770-639-1174. That's 770-639-1174. Ringling dingling, I think someone called for Dr. Dose. All right, dolls. So for today's Dr. Dose, we're gonna have Charles, our guest, be our yes. doctor. Let's All right. On. My parents are so proud. Let's go. <laughs> Finally! Hey. Finally! Finally! Finally. 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 I'm good at something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so let's listen to our caller. Hey, uh, my name's Jonas. I'm from, uh, I live up in Atlanta, moved here from Colorado, and uh, I, I've been in a seven-year relationship, and recently uh, the guy broke up with me. Uh, I loved him, and it's been hard. I live here in Atlanta and uh, don't know what to do. Uh, don't have a lot of great friends, and I'm really, sometimes it's really hard, and I just thought I could ask for some advice. Wow. That was, uh, that was intense. Nail biter. No, sad. Yeah. Sad. Out there. Mommy's there. sad. Been there. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> Not been there. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, after seven years, I'd be twerked from the floor up, too. I wouldn't know what to well, do. What's everybody's longest relationship? With a man, three and a half years. Mine's three. Three years. Three uh, zero minutes. <laughs> <laughs> zero minutes. That's a zero minutes. Opportunity. You, opportunity. You've never dated anyone. No, not you, seriously. You never had a boyfriend? Never Girl, had a boyfriend. you got growth from oh, there. No, it's only, never. It's only, I don't know uh, why, but no. And then like seven years, I would, I, I feel like I would have like an eat, pray, love moment. Like, <laughs> I would have to leave the country or something. She's flying. It would be bad. It would be so bad. Relationship. My longest relationship was nine months, um, and it was a nine months wasted. Nine months. I could have oh. done so much with that time you could have had a baby but my thing is I think you have to have that moment where you question like is this when I move on is this going to be the next big thing in my life because if you let that relationship define your future that's you letting your past eat you alive for sure but I get the struggle though because I've been there right I I was I felt like I actually felt committed to my partner yeah, for three married. and a half years. I was in my mind. Yeah. And so when I, but yeah, so it was hard. Like you do, yeah. you lose friends. You kind of like, it's, and it's hard because friends are so important in our community. Yeah. So you're literally like, oh my gosh, I'm starting yeah. from scratch. And I had to go to therapy and I had to like, it was not a pretty time. It was probably one of the lower, I've had lots of lows to be honest. <laughs> she said the lower. <laughs> what the lower, lower of the lower. <laughs> I've had, it was if, one of them. If I've had seven lives, I had seven low moments. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what are, what, are, what are Jonas's symptoms, Dr. Dose? Okay, Jonas is definitely depressed. Oh, mm-hmm. not depressed. Moody. Mm-hmm. Sad. <laughs> uh, lonely. 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 Yeah. Uh, insecure. All right. Not Friend, even desperate. Friendless. Broke down. Broke down. Ain't got no money. Ain't no money. Been there, done that. Lost. Should call 911, not Dr. No, so I will say, just speaking from experience, I was in a relationship for three years and I totally had a huge awakening with the concept of when it's time to leave and when it's time to stay. And we were working on our relationship so hard to the point where we were almost working too hard on it. Mm, And when people say that it is easy to stay, yes, it is. It's hard to leave. Oh no, no, excuse me. When people say it's hard to leave. It is hard to leave. No, when people When people say it is easy to leave, that is a lie. It is so hard to s- call quits. Yeah. What the it fuck? Did no, I say it? No, no, no. Listen, it, listen. It, it's a, it is hard. Maybe it's a little bit of both. It's hard to leave. When people it, say it's hard to leave, it it's is hard. very, very, very hard to leave because you are uprooting. A system, a family, we both lived together, we had dogs together, yep. we had financial endeavors yeah. together, okay. and endeavors. everything on paper was perfect, but at the end of the day we would come home and it was just two total strangers that yeah. were sitting in the house and we tried everything from opening it up yeah. to therapy to counsel. I did the same thing. Uh-huh. It's hard to leave, but in this case for Jonas, it's also hard to be left. To be left. It's right? hard to leave. It's hard on both sides. It's hard it's never, so when you're left though, right? Have you have you were you left in your relationship? Um, it leave? was it was very very mutual. much mu- okay. mutual. Okay. But we're all left. Yes, because we just realized it wasn't working and it was one of those things it's like at some point when do you when do you give up, right? And so, yes, of course it was hard. Of course it sucks. Of course you need therapy. Of course you have to develop a brand new friend group, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and that's that's what I've always I've always noticed in my life, no matter how bad something feels in the moment, no matter how deep and dark in uh, the moment might feel in in depression and anxiety, there's always like 
something great always comes from yeah. it, whether or not being Same. fired, whether yep. it be uh, whether it be leaving a job, whether it be um, bankruptcy. You know, bankruptcy, financial issues. You know, all of these things. <laughs> all of these things lead to something bigger and better that I wouldn't have even thought about for my life. I but don't say. let that boyfriend or girlfriend hinder or stop you or slow you down from the light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. Yeah, and, and you will is, find you've got to focus on you and your mental health and well-being, right. so you can be a positive influence for your friends, family, and loved ones and coworkers. Because if you're, you know, upside down, trying to make things work in your relationship, that's just going to trickle out into every single outlet. In your whole entire life yeah and you'll find new friends you'll find new relationships right you'll find new adventures and you'll find a new version of yourself you will absolutely find a new version of yourself because you'll be forced to create the new version of you that doesn't have that person you'll find that one bedroom yeah and learn a lesson that's it not that it's gonna come back again if you don't learn it the first time it literally comes back again another person will walk into your life that is the same lesson and you will and also stay single for just a little bit don't sit there and hopscotch into yes, every other relationship. I agree. Because this, this I agree. one is turning to a medical journal. Exactly. <laughs> so that's so, because we're all going through it right with, now. With that, bring your baggage with that being the next no. With that being said, what is the diagnosis and what is the prescription? The final prescription. Uh, What's your advice? I would definitely say, especially someone who hasn't been in this type of situation, based off what I'm hearing is have a good support system, have people to fall back on, have go to therapy, you know, take time for yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. Date yourself. Yeah, kind of date yourself. Take yourself to go to the movies, to go get dinner for Be yourself. Be comfortable with having Go dinner shopping, different things. Masturbate. Oh, that too. I mean, self-love. I, I think that's like the biggest thing. Yeah. All right. I love that. Good idea. Thank you, doctor. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> give me yeah, this, thank you. Give me this back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't working for me. <laughs> Red light, pow! It's gays that play. Okay, hi dolls. This is another segment of Gays That Play. So you are familiar with this format. Dante is going to be reading us rapid fire questions that we do not know what the answers are or the questions are. <laughs> do you guys know what the questions are? No. Have you been no. prepped or is no. this a plot I, against me? I promise. Okay. I swear. As a, as a Cub Scout. Scouts on it. Okay, perfect. So Dante is going to fire away and we are going to answer off. We have no ideas what the questions are. So I guess Dante, we're going to take it from the top. Girl, don't yes. Don't and, do us wrong. And please don't judge us because it's rapid fire. <laughs> please and I've had don't. a couple of these and we're going to go with the first thing that comes to our minds. All right. Are you ready, doll? Yes. All right. So the first one, blind date or Tinder match? Blind date. Tinder match. Blind date. Okay. We like it. I like blind Four dates. Four course dinner or cocktails only? Cocktails only. Four course dinner. Who's paying? <laughs> <laughs> Four course dinner. Thanks, thanks, America. Thanks, America. Four course dinner. <laughs> All right. Sex on the first date or waiting for the callback? Waiting for the callback. Call. Well, if I don't like him, waiting for the callback. <laughs> no, if I don't like him, sex, sex on, on the, the first, first date. date. Sex on the first date. <laughs> All right. We like that fun. Ooh. So next, three-day beach getaway or four days in the woods? Beach. Three beach. The beach. Beach. Beach, girl. Beach. What is a so overrated? Okay. Why do why do Atlanta gays always do that? I'm from Chickamauga, Georgia. I have I am four days on the woods having out. I'm done with Chickamauga. Uh, Chickamauga. Yeah. What? Twenty eight acre horse farm. Um, Every time he says it, I'm like, Chicka yeah, what? I, I did twenty years of this. Chickahoe. So next what monogamy or Mr. Wives? Monogamy. Monogamy. Yeah. monogamy. I'm, I'm a Scorpio. I'm way too jealous for that shit. I mean, uh a mixture? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's one of the other rapid fire. Mr. Wives are monogamy. Monogamy. All right. Next. Threesome or cuckold? Oh. Cuckold. Three That'd be hot. Three thumbs or Which Threesome or cuckold? Cuckold. I think I've never done it. What's a cuckold? When you fuck. That's what I was saying. You fuck, you fuck uh, the boyfriend in front of the other boyfriend. Oh. And they can't join in. Oh, threesome. I would yeah. say threesome. That yeah. shit's weird. <laughs> it's not weird, weird but I, I, I don't It's know. like, bitch, why are you looking? Just yeah, come join in. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't you have to like go somewhere? <laughs> I'm like looking at the other guy like, your boyfriend's weird. Why is he just standing there? Going Dutch or biting the bill? 
Go, going Dutch or biting the pill. Going Dutch or biting the pill. Pitch out all these. Okay. I ain't um, never pay, so going Dutch. I would say going Dutch. What's going Dutch? I don't know. When you split the bill, you pay for what you get. Oh, I do not split the bill. How do you not know? Period. How do you not if know? If you want to split the bill with me, out. Bitch don't even know what going Either Dutch. you pay for it or I'll pay for it. But <laughs> I do not think that's whole split the Uber, split the bill bullshit. I am 33 years old. Next. No, ma'am. Okay. And the final question, friends first or stranger not danger? Stranger not danger. Uh, friends first. Stranger not danger? <laughs> Bitch, you don't even know what happened to these things. I don't, I don't. It's like, do I choose A or B if not? Um, wait, hold on. So, wait, friends first is like you, you, you fucked either way. Wait, hold on. It, it, wait, hold on. Friends first is like you fuck your friends? No. Well, you're not, well, I was thinking like your friends first and then y'all fuck, right? Or friends, yeah. like you like friends first, you date your friends, or you just let rather. Ain't nobody got time for that. Stranger danger. <laughs> she on the wild side. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yes, I, I love This is professional. I got shit to do. I love this rapid fire, y'all. Dolls everywhere unite. It's the call to Kiki. Guys, what a cute topic. I sat out and I was loving every second of it. <laughs> Charles, I want to thank you so much for coming. Maybe. Charles, chocolate pot of bill. Yes. I appreciate it. College. We go way back. Way, and way back. With this episode, I was like, we need to have a first guest that is popping and spicy. And the first person who came to mind was Charles. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Well, so thank much. you so much for having me. Yeah. I really best. do That's appreciate true. it. I had so much fun with each and every one of y'all. Oh. Thank you. You're like, know. except you. <laughs> now I'm worried about dating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and as you dolls know, at the end of every episode, we like to wrap it on out and close it on up with our call to Kiki. And this week, I challenge you to date your friends. I'm kidding, don't do that. <laughs> Unless you need to. But no, seriously, sit down with a group. <laughs> what, was that relatable? No. Go. Too I, real. In my culture, yeah. <laughs> it's You're my All parents. Right. In all seriousness, though, grab a group of your close friends and honestly, look at your list. What are y'all looking for when you're dating? Talk about when you're going out, who's really like pushing you to go talk to that guy across the bar. Don't be a stalker and stare. Be a lover and glare, you know, just really get <laughs> Get in the mix, buy him a drink, take three shots if you need to, but overall, just try to use your friends to empower yourself to take a step out into the void and make something out of it. And if you just broke up with someone, move on, bitch. You got this. Thank you so much, Dante. And thank you so much, Dolls, for joining us today. It was a pleasure. We remind you to love yourself, love others, and don't forget to smile. Cheers. Bye, Dolls. Bye. Bye. <laughs>